You're listening to The Gap Podcast with your host, me, Morgan McGill. As we talk God and politics, my prayer is that you're inspired and encouraged to be a part of filling the God-sized gap in the political sphere. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to The Gap Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan McGill, and today's guest is Ray Leoki. He is on his planning group, his community planning group, and uh, retired deputy sheriff. And I'm very excited to hear about that transition from law enforcement to politics and how that looked and how he felt called into this and all the things. So, Ray, welcome to the podcast. Excited oh, to have you. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. It looks uh, looks like we'll have a good time today. Yes, it's going to be great. So let's go right out right out the gates. How did that transition from uh, law enforcement to, to politics look for you? Well, the... I think what's kind of interesting is that with the law enforcement, um, we're spending our lives and our jobs to a certain degree, uh, as I would tell my wife, you know, I, I spend all day being right. Um, you get this service for free. So uh, <laughs> never really brought a smile on her face, but in all actuality, that's kind of what we did. We told people about, hey, here's what the law states. Here's what I can enforce. Here's what I can and can't do. Um, so from that standpoint, some people are very upset and we would <clears throat> in turn share with them if you don't like it then get it changed because mm-hmm. i will i will enforce the laws that are there mm-hmm. but if you really don't like this certain law um, then go through the process and work to get it changed if you feel it's wrong and that's a very common theme because it's one of those that unfortunately some people feel it's not right and they may act off emotion and want uh, me to fix their problems that they spent 20 years making. Mm, and it just doesn't happen that way. That'll preach. The problems that they, they spent 20 years making. <laughs> um, so uh, you were a deputy sheriff. And then um, how did that, like, when, when did you feel called and led into this space? Were you already involved or did... Did you, was it after your retirement that you decided to get involved? So it probably, um, I, I'd been aware of politics. Um, you know, I've had some friends who have been involved at different levels. Uh, so you hear that. And, and oddly enough, um, just when you're raising a family, it's politics. You know, oh, you want to go outside. Well, here, you do this, this, and this first. Or, okay, let's talk about certain things. So, um I think that in some ways, some people think that politics is this completely different realm, but yet we we deal with it every day, mm-hmm. and whether it's at work or it's at home. And uh, so I think everybody has a bit of that political experience uh, that they're going through. Ultimately, how do I get this done with this person and yet not have it be a conflict? So uh, for me, it was one of those that uh, upon, re- you know, once I retired, then there was a little more time than I was expecting. Uh, you strive so hard for to reach a goal, and then you get it, and there's uh, party poppers and balloons, and then everyone goes home, and you're standing by yourself going, now what do I do? So mm. uh, from that standpoint, I also just knew that I'm supposed to be doing more. I'm supposed to. Uh, it's not my time yet to just do that last rollover in bed and wake up next up to the pearly gates. So uh, I had 
contacted a friend and said, Hey, I, I, I think I'm supposed to do more and help guide me. Cause I know it's just not, okay, you run for governor and, uh, then that's the big change. It's mm-hmm. you have to, you have to go through a process. So I, I think one of the best things is that when I don't know something, I'll start asking people because I don't want to step on landmines they've already done. Um, yeah, yeah. I'd like to, you know, save and learn from things they have done. Um, so humility was, uh, you know, something that I've always been trying to work, especially coming from law enforcement. Yeah, so good. And so you had a conversation with a friend to try and get more information what did that process look like from when you started to like do your research and decide like, how did that look like I'm going to run for planning group like that that's where it, like how did that process look for you and that's what's great about this is it literally was um going and having breakfast with him uh with another friend and just kind of talking and it kind of was like okay um where do you live? And then as we kind of map that out, he says, uh, okay, you're in this area, you're in this district, and here are some great entry-level positions. Hmm. Um, you know, it, it was not talking about, you know, board of supervisors or anything. That was not even a consideration. Um, so it was kind of like, okay, there's water district, there's a planning group, there's the fire protection district. He says, those would be good ones to get started with. Mm-hmm. And... From that standpoint, it was also me wanting to make sure I kept a passion um, for what I was going to get into because I don't want to, oh, well, I'm just going to go do, you know, my my father and grandfather were firemen. I'll go do fire protection district. Mm. Uh, That's not the case. I wasn't a fireman. But also, um, you know, there's always been a little bit of, oh, cops and firemen. Yeah, we get along, but. You know, they don't want us coming in and doing theirs, talking about their stuff. And I just didn't have a piece about it. So then uh, as we talked about the planning group, I started, uh, of course, this was during COVID. So it was like, okay, go online, watch the proceedings, listen to what's going on. And, uh, you know, started just being more aware. And then from that standpoint, it was like, okay, I think this is, this would be something that I can do Mm. Um, because most of my patrol time was out in East County. So I'd seen the changes that have been taking place and I live that way. So, um, so then it just consisted of, um, you know, waiting, uh, there wasn't going to be an election for two years. So, uh, the opportunity of when a seat opened, um, then that was going to be my time to step forward. And, uh, that just the process itself, uh, was, one of my first political steps that I also saw God move to uh, just get me aware of how things work and to do the right thing right off from the get-go. Don't don't take the easy, low-hanging fruit. That's amazing. I think a lot of people who think like they they all of a sudden have this desire to run for office or they've had a desire to run for office and then they're like, okay, now's the time and they go straight for the big one and they don't have any like you know, name recognition or any idea of what it looks like. And they decide to go straight for the big, the big thing. And, um, it's almost, sometimes it feels empty 
because they're like i just want to it almost feels like a power like a like for they're doing it for power instead of for the love of the their community and their desire to serve their their communities and so i always love when people start right out the gates are like you know what no i'm not i'm not going to do that maybe one day but i'm called right now to serve my community at a local level and and to build the trust of my community that way and i love that you decided that you know that that's the path that you were going to take and and you didn't go right away either so that another thing that i've noticed a lot of people do is they're they're like okay what races are open right now and they and they don't have the patience to wait that two year the the two years for that seat to open up that they're like okay this is the one uh like prayerfully consider this is the one that that i feel god's like okay run for this one so what was that two years like for you in like almost the waiting game like what what did you do in that two years of of preparation how did that look so what and what you're right on the mark um when elections come the hype and excitement and emotions just peak and Mm -hmm. um Boy, is that that that's like, you know, the, the wrong time to buy a car, the wrong time to buy a the house, the wrong rush, time yeah. to to go into politics. Because um, from that standpoint, what ends up happening is you almost get uh, you can get election remorse. Mm. Oh, hey, I I got this, and then uh, you know, as we've seen, some people come into the planning group, and they're thinking, oh, we are making life changing decisions, and we are <laughs> we are literally uh, just making East County. Um, the second capital of the United States. And you don't have to sit through too many of these to realize that um, some of the items that we that are discussed are pretty, they're important to that person, but in the grand scheme, it's like, okay, we literally can't change that. Yeah. You know, uh, we're an advisory group. And you, people get frustrated. Mm-hmm. They're like, I thought I was going to be making these kind of decisions and not listening to these squabbles about where a mailbox will be placed or uh, people parking out in front of their house. And you can lose that excitement fast and then go, this isn't what I signed up for. Mm-hmm. And then all that does is that just hurts us. So um, that time period of the two years I think was great because I did get to actually hear the people on the planning group and see them and see that um, everyone has passions, things that are very important to them. And they will, you know, maybe be more inclined to help those certain passions move farther. You know, we did have, um, we did have one of our members who, you know, she was very uh, environmentally friendly, you know, wanted to make sure that, you know, if things were getting cleaned out that, you know, some other vegetation or trees were getting put in. Um, And that was a very common theme of hers, you know, so of course we have to keep that in balance as a planning group, but that was important to her. Other people may have horses, so trails are important. Which, what makes it great is now you're hearing these people. You can see where they're at and know what's important, but then also it's going to be good to be a balance on both ways, not let it just swing that, okay, we're taking every road out of Lakeside and they're all going to be dirt trails for horses. Mm. You know, that's not what we're, we're striving for. It's for that nice balance of what all of us need. And since everyone on the planning group is a member and a resident, uh, then we're getting a lot of different perspectives. Mm-hmm. You know, so that two years gave me a good opportunity. And 
you know, like when one of the opportunities came is a member had forgotten to file some paperwork. So a seat came open and I was like, okay, this is my opportunity. Before the actual election. Before the election. So it's like, here it is. And, uh, but she had been on there a long time and it was voiced. Okay. It seemed like it was a filing opportunity, but we both had to interview, if you will, with the board for the position. Um, and at that point I thought, you know what, this is, I don't need to try and bully this. Mm-hmm. She's well-respected. She's been there a long time. She knows a lot. And right when the interview process started, I said, you know, I will, I will stand down uh, on this process because this was a technical thing. I'm not trying to win this seat on this a way. technicality. Yeah. I want to earn the seat. And, uh, you know, so I declined to continue. She did her interview and got the seat. Mm-hmm. Within two months, someone else had stepped down. It came time. Um, they, everybody knew because I had already introduced myself and from that standpoint, um, I was the only applicant. Yeah. And they knew your character. They knew my character and I think respected that first step. Yeah. And I was voted on unanimously. Friends in over 15 years in the political sphere, I cannot tell you how many times I've seen amazing men and women forego running for office because they have no idea where to start. And on the other side of that, I can't tell you how many times I have seen amazing candidates fumble the ball so hard because they have no idea what they're doing when they decide to run for office. That is why I founded Revival Consulting. The heart of this company is to help God-fearing men and women get elected to local, state, and federal office because we see a country where the men and women in positions of political power and influence know and love God. If that's you, if you're considering running for office but you have no idea where to start or you need help, go to itsrevival.com and fill out our consultation form because we want to help you. We need your voice now more than ever. If you have seen anything that's going on in the world today, you know that you were put on this planet for such a time as this, and we need you. So please don't hesitate. Go to itsrevival.com and fill out our consultation form today. So, um, you know, that shows it's like, okay, you know what? It's, um, it's almost like God those was characters. testing you, you know, God was like, okay, let's see if you're going to show your character. If you're going to, if you're going to show who I have called you to be, or if you're going to let the flesh win out in your desire to be on this seat. And, um, I'm glad you let the spirit man win because <laughs> you're, uh, I think a great, elite, great community leader. And I'm really excited to see how you continue to lead in the community and what that path looks like for you, because um, I do, I do see a lot of like a, a bright future for you politically. Oh, thank you. And I, you're right on the mark. It was, I recognized it. It was, it was kind of like, Oh, um, and, and it, but it was just, it's like, okay, you know what? Yeah. Let it pass by. Mm-hmm. If it's God's will, it'll come again. Mm-hmm. And it came again, but it came with so much more favor, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, and I didn't put the board in any position to have to choose one way or the other. It just kind of worked its way out. Oddly enough, um, I think about eight months later, she did still step down. So, you know, it's kind of like, okay, well, sure would be horrible to fight for something and then all of a sudden you throw it away. But it's okay. It worked out fine. It's 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 right on where it's supposed to be. That's amazing. And so now um, 
I kind of want to transition it a little bit into what would you say to people listening who are Christians who have a desire to run for office and they're thinking of um, of taking that step, but they don't know where to start. What would you what what advice would you give to that person listening? I, I think the the bigger question that everyone should ask that's kind of looking at this is why do they want to do it? Mm, um, that's so good. If they think that it's going to be something that it's like, okay, hey, you're 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 going to be on TV or you have this power or uh, you've been elected, so yeah. now you're called honorable. Um, you know, then it's maybe not for the right, uh, for the right reasons. Mm. It's, it's gotta be, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's humbling, uh, because in all actuality, there's times that you're doing votes and you're sitting there and you're the one vote that does not go with everybody else. Or you have to voice, um, something that the whole room is full of residents who want something a certain way, but yet you know, hold it, this is not the proper land land law. This is not correct. This is a mob mentality. And you have to vote the wrong way, and you're like, oh, these people are not going to like me. Those are some of the things that by going to these meetings beforehand and being involved and picturing themselves, how would they vote? How would they uh, handle this? What mm-hmm. questions would they ask? I think is very important. And to realize that you know, sometimes, sometimes you're launching the rocket. Other times, you're pushing the broom. Mm-hmm. And from this standpoint, um, you got to be okay with, you know, pushing the broom. It's still important. It doesn't mean that um, God's not using you. Yeah. Um, and from that standpoint, um, it's it's okay. You know, it's okay if if it goes up higher, then you'll know it. But if it's just like the planning group or water district, they're still very important because you're making votes that affect the rest of the community and it's a community you're in. So, um, you know, just, I said, you know, it's just a part of knowing why you're really doing it and, you know, not getting caught up in a lot of the hype and the excitement and the emotion. Yeah. And to realize that you are a public servant, not a, I mean, you are a leader, but you, you lead from the front you serve you um i think a lot of what we see what we've been seeing in politics as a whole um over the last 10 years 20 years is uh people kind of not taking their responsibility seriously not actually serving the community doing a lot of self-serving things um so it's it's refreshing to see people who are our public servants first. And that's why I want, want this podcast to encourage people listening, if you, especially if you're rooted in Christ and you have that platform and you know what it, what it looks like to serve others, mm-hmm. to, to run for office, even like the, even community local office like run for office and start to rebuild your communities from the ground up because that's how it got destroyed in the first place from the ground up yeah and we've seen i mean uh, school board meetings have been and still are a very hot topic and what used to just be kind of like okay are we going to carry baloney or <laughs> you know 
uh, <clears throat> being burritos for lunch um, has now become about, you know, what the children are being taught and the amount of time they spend in school and things like, and now it's just, that's critical because exactly. this is what these, you know, these kids are learning and they're trusting that the people that are teaching them are teaching them what is fully right. And so right there is a, the school boards is a, just something that's really elevated up to a, uh, I mean, a, I would say something that affects literally your home turf and you can make a, a big difference in, but you want to be educated so that you don't go in thinking, Oh, I'm just, I got a good moral compass and that's going to be enough because yeah. you, you have to be wary. You have to be ready for those conversations, educate yourself and what you don't know, uh, read, start yeah. reading. Don't listen to just other people talk, but read the books, read a book that's been over 50 years. History always repeats itself mm. because we forget it. So dig back into, you know, uh, books written by other uh, philosophers and people who have uh, seen societies change, you know, from the Roman Empire, you know, to uh, the times of just where even during World War II, mm -hmm. you know, how did that, that, how did that come into fruition? Well, it's through compromise and people not being involved. Mm -hmm. So especially the church. A main player, a main player. Yes, yeah. I agree. Um, one thing uh, that we were talking about before we started is you were reading a lot of books before you before you got involved, and that's how you started to educate yourself. What are some of the books that you read that you think would help other people um, get prepared in the way that you got prepared? So what was nice is um, when I first had that breakfast and interested in politics, one of the other friends had invited me um, to a group that was meeting and uh, they were educating themselves on not just, you know, like, okay, hey, we're going to study the Constitution or the Declaration of Independence, but also it was, you know, learning about, um, you know, how certain things came about, mm -hmm. having that understanding because um, just it's kind of like telephone. I tell you, you tell someone else, and now by the time the end, it's reached the end, mm. what was please bring home some oil has now changed into something that had no intention. And <clears throat> excuse me, you know, of of the books that um, you know I've been reading, first of all, uh, the Bible. 100%. First of all, the Bible. No, I am Bible. I am a uh, a big proponent of one of just the the book of the Bible. I know that a lot of people, oh, I have it on my phone, I have it on my app, I have it. Um, but when you grab the Bible, that book itself, um, it doesn't ping, it doesn't zing, it doesn't beep or buzz, it doesn't give you a news update, it doesn't send you a text. It has one purpose. The batteries never die on it. Mm. It's always open. It doesn't crash. And its sole purpose is for us. Mm. Um and that's to me is just so important about just getting back to a Bible uh, because I know I've sat and <laughs> went to read my Bible in front of my computer and the next thing you know my knee hits something it opens up and I'm like oh, oh there's something in the news and I get distracted mm -hmm. so I know my weakness so that's why it's like no move to the kitchen table read there um, so that's I, I think the Bible is one of the most important things and it's the book itself just spend that time, discipline yourself, phone away, computer away, and just spending some of that time, a Proverbs a day, 
you know, learning because the Bible is where literally all the founding fathers helped build the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. What they did that and they took from there, even if they felt like they didn't believe in God or they just believed in a higher being or that, well, I don't believe in the Bible, but what it says is true and very good. They still had that agreement. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I just right there from the core so if you're not if if you're not bringing that in then a lot of other stuff is just kind of sand it just kind of washes away and comes in and uh, doesn't hold a lot so outside of that you know um different you know like abraham kuyper um there's other that i had brought in some book you know neil postman amusing ourselves to death um you know this was written over 30 years ago you know, before we even had cell phones and Mm. yet talking about the distraction and he's almost prophesying how we're just so busy amusing ourselves hours upon hours, flipping at little videos compared to, you know, reading. Um, And a dear friend of mine had even said, he goes, Ray, I don't look at a lot of uh, videos because I just, I feel like it just rots my mind. And uh, someday I want to be able to, you know, bring back what I lose and I leak. He goes, that's why I tend to read some of the stuff over and over again. So uh, there's a lot of them that uh, are out there and available, but you just have to kind of start digging towards that understanding of, you know, where they come from um, and when they're written and what the society was at that time. And yeah. fine, we're not too far off. We're not too distant. Yeah. It's funny, too, because when you were talking about the Bible, it's just, I I every time I read the Bible and I see something that happened thousands of years ago, I'm like, we're literally living that right now. And if people would just read their Bible, <laughs> they would know how this ends. <laughs> so yeah, very much uh, so. But yeah, I, there, there are a lot of great books out there and, um, I'll definitely put it in the show notes, some of your favorites and list them out so people can, can reference them because, uh, I think we all need to even myself included. Um, put the phone away and start picking up books again. So any other closing thoughts that you'd like to leave with people listening today? You know, I I think, um, you know, it, with me being on the planning group, um, you know, my, I, I live this and my kids see that. And a couple of them have shown interest in Mm -hmm. politics and realize, um, as I have told them, I go, uh, when they kind of start venting or complaining. And my first question is, okay, what are you doing to fix it? Mm. What are you doing to make it better? What are you doing to, and, you know, just donating, you know, um, you know, $10 here to your political preference. I mean, if you can't get out of the house and you're limited on funds, then that's great. But if you have so much other capability um, and you don't like the way things are, you know, if you want to have long-term change, then you have to put in some long-term effort. Yeah. If you just want immediate change for immediate effort, it's not going to last. And, you know, that's what's happened. This didn't happen overnight. It just became slowly. Mm-hmm. You know, Bible taken out of schools, you know, compromise um, on, you know, what is a man, a woman, marriage, mm-hmm abortion, you know, a lot of these things, correct. It's, it's a, it is a very slow change. And I think, um, you know, as I had shared, you know, I 
have Noah Webster's, you know, 1828 uh, dictionary. Um, and when you look at how he wrote at that time, like this is the definition of the word, to what you now go, oh, well, and they're not even, they're not accurate. They've mm-hmm. changed them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of goes the same way as, uh, you know, everyone thinks, oh, I got to be a conservative. I don't want to be a liberal. But if you look at like the, the true definitions of the word, actually, you know, Jesus was a very radical liberal person, mm-hmm. you know, and he brought about that, you know, hey, don't get stuck in your rituals and, you know, and man's laws of, you know, oh, you have to wear a tie to church or, or mm-hmm. things like that, you know. Um, you know, he, he changed that and, and made it so that we're all can attain, we can mm-hmm. all attain salvation. And from that standpoint, um, you know, it, educating ourselves, not with PhDs or anything like that. I mean, I'm just a simple man. I, <laughs> I graduated from high school, you know, uh, nothing fantastic, but, um, I have a heart for this and I believe there's a lot more people do. I believe a lot of your listeners, um, have a heart and interest. And yeah. from that standpoint, I would just encourage them, take a couple steps, go to a couple meetings, find out what it's like. And if it's not for you, then close the door and say, Lord, okay, where would you have me be? Mm-hmm. Um, cause Satan can also send distractions and we want to make sure that we don't get caught up in those, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I, I think it's just a, it's a great opportunity that a lot of people miss out on because, um, you know, what we don't take care of, we will lose. You know, Ronald Reagan said, we're one generation away. Perfect. One generation, you know, and oddly enough, um, it's happening. Yeah, you know, we so, can see it. Correct. So it's important that we all just do plant our one seed. Plant our one seed. Let that grow. And you may end up feeding hundreds. Amen. So good. Thank you so much, Ray, for being on with me today. Um, I hope to have you back on in the future when you're running for governor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm waiting for that call from God. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Well, thank you so much again. Thank you, Morgan. Great time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to share it and make sure you subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode. Now go out in the world and make disciples. We'll catch you in the next one.